Hello, podcast enthusiasts. It's Jim Jaquetta, co-founder and CTO of Vitovation. Thanks for tuning in. I've got an exclusive treat for you, my wireless experts checklist. Please text the word podcast to 949-755-8881 to grab it and open the door to some engaging conversations. Again, text the word podcast to 949-755-8881. I look forward to chatting with you and sharing valuable production and broadcast insights. Don't forget to hit subscribe or follow to catch all future episodes. Your feedback is gold. Please leave a review and shape the future of this podcast. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day. Good morning, everyone. Uh, I'm Jim Jaquetta, co-founder and CTO of Vitovation. This morning, we have two very special guests from Advanced Image Robotics. We have uh, uh, Kevin McClave, co-founder and CEO, and we have Nick Norquist, co-founder and chief product officer. And uh, we're going to learn a lot about robotics. Um, and I'm learning something very important. Cameras are involved, but you're not a camera company. That's correct. Yes. Is that a good place to start? Like, yeah, it might be a good place to start. And, yeah. and you know, let, let's keep this conversation interactive, right? We, we, uh, you know, we, we want to be sure that uh, we're covering all the bases and that, that we're keeping it interesting. But yes, again, I'm, I'm Kevin McClave, CEO and co-founder of Advanced Image Robotics. And uh, yeah, that's typically like what we like to start about. Uh, see, uh, see our stuff and, and, um, what we like to say is that we're not a camera company, right? Uh, we're a solutions company. We're a cloud computing company. Uh, really, we're 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 a software and cloud company with with a with a hardware problem, with a, a uh, or with a camera problem, right? Or a or a hardware uh, hardware accentuated or hardware hardware um, enabled uh, software solution. So, a little bit more about what that means um, is so really what we're doing is we're taking high-end digital cinema cameras off the shelf. So whether uh, what our, our go-to-market was was with the, the Z-Cam, which is a great little camera, or you're looking at a Sony Alpha, or you're looking at a RED, or maybe a Panasonic Lumix. So these, these nice, great little box cameras, smaller cameras that have great uh, shallow depth of field, great image quality. You can change lenses on them. But what they don't have is a lot of... Uh, movement functionality. Uh, so we're taking what you would get in, in a PTZ, which of course stands for pan tilt zoom, as we all know. Um, and we are uh, taking uh, taking these, these great off-the-shelf cameras, putting them into our smart gimbal, um, and then uh, so that they've got they've got the, they're super level, you can level them off automatically. Um, you can just plug and play with them. So you're getting this great PTC action. Um, and then there's a bit of cloud magic and tech magic that we do that, that lets you enable, that makes it really, really easy to set up and shoot uh, for live events, uh, as we'll see here. Um, so really what our platform is, and, and we say it's not, it's a platform and it's a solution, but really what it is, it, it comes in three parts. So the first part is this smart gimbal. Uh, or this robot, as we say. 
Um, and we built, as I mentioned before, we built around that digital cinema camera. And then all I need uh, from there is a power supply and an ethernet port. And I can plug, plug in the power, plug in the ethernet and all that backend stuff that uh, folks are usually have to do for live events, like the, the super expensive switching gear, the, uh, the satellite truck, all of these things, we take care of that all up in the cloud. And we automated as much of that as, as possible. Um, so on the front end of our cloud, we have a prep module that Nick will show off a little bit later that enables you to take a map of, of your site um, and lay out where you want the cameras and assign operators to those cameras and lay out all, all, the, uh, all the settings for those operators and those cameras and then push that out, publish it to the individual uh, camera units uh, so that when your tech gets there, all they got to do is open it up, scan a barcode on, on uh, from an e-ink display on the back of the camera, and then they're very able to set those up, know exactly where everything goes. And then when you plug it in from the system on, it automatically pop populates to, uh, to those individual um, camera operators. Uh, from there, the cameras can be uh, managed and controlled with a, an iOS app. And again, the... Uh, the uh, people ask, does the iPad come with the kit? Yes, it does. So we've got an iOS app that enables you to control the, those cameras that, that are on our cloud uh, from anywhere in the world, as long as you've got a decent internet connection. And in that app, what we've done is we've automated a lot of these really, um, really complicated, really precise movements that normally would take a camera operator years and years to learn. Uh, so kind of our logic behind that is, yeah, we, you've got Elon Musk flying rocket ships these days with uh, with the touchscreen. There's no reason. There's no reason for us to be con continue to uh, to manually control cameras when we can make it easier and better uh, to machine control cameras. And then um, and then all those signals go back up into our cloud, where we've created this this uh, ecosystem with this orchestration layer uh, that enables you to use a bunch of different off the shelf apps. Uh, to do your graphics, to do your switching, to do whatnot, to do that all in one easy place and then stream out to any CDN. So really what this means is, you know, in a nutshell, uh, if we work backwards, I IP is the way we distribute high-end video now. Uh, and then in the last few years, there's been this middle layer of all these different apps that have come out and let us do these different uh, production functions, whether it's switching or audio or uh, graphics or et cetera. But really, this front end uh, of live video capture still looks like the 80s and 90s. We're still using these giant cameras. We're still using trucks. We've got uh, we've got giant cabling. It's a really a big mess in terms of how we set this up and how complicated it is. So the Air One uh, robot simplifies that front end, and then the Air One or Air Cloud uh, orchestration layer. What it does is it just takes all of those things, puts it in one nice easy package. Uh, so that we make it very, very simple and easy for anyone to do a, uh, a full, um, full pro quality live event production. Let, let me ask uh, you, let me ask yeah. you a, a loaded question, Kevin. Um, Please do. It sounds like I need a whole IT team to get that network camera connected to the cloud. Uh, how, how do you address that? Do, 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 do I need an IT team to punch in IP addresses, open ports, and, and, and get everything talking to each other. We'll have Nick cover that a bit later, but the short answer is no. That's that's exactly it's exactly the opposite. Um, Nick oh, and that's I awesome. both, Nick and I both have different motivations uh, for what gets us up in the morning. 
<laughs> mine is that I hate going to a concert and having some giant hulk of a human being standing in front of me with a camera on his shoulder blocking my view. Nick's is, in his 30 years of, of life reduction, um, it is having to connect everything, that nothing talks to each other, and, and having this huge complicated IT thing. So that's the whole concept between our Air Cloud is that we want to make it plug and play. You pull it out, you pull it out of the kit, plug in the power, you plug in the ethernet, probably in the opposite order, and then everything just works. <laughs> yeah, Jim, uh, so it, the way you guys can kind of think about this um, in a nutshell is we've turned a digital cinema camera robot into an IoT device. So now that it's an IoT device, we can automate it, we can we can take all of that cumbersome stuff that com and complication that comes from setup and automate it. So essentially, the orchestration layer or the air cloud makes all of that stuff drag and drop. Um, I mean, it's it's literally you say, I want this camera to go here. I want this person to control it. Do that, <laughs> right? It, it's for years we've had this this workflow where we have very expensive proprietary devices with a dedicated video table going into another dedicated video device. Um, and that is extremely difficult to automate. Um, and so what that means is if it's not automated, and I have to do everything manual. I have to roll a whole army of people in gear to the site. What we're trying to do with air is make it much simpler to do that. Take advantage of it workflows, take advantage of the things that IP protocols bring, make it plug and play. I mean, that's been, you know, 30 years in the game. That's been one of my biggest, one of my biggest yeah, hangups yeah. that stuff doesn't talk to other stuff. So that's yeah, what the yeah, cloud orchestration yeah. layer is about. Well, that, that, that's the, I think that's the customer's biggest fear. And then also Vitovation as a partner of air, you know, yeah. if a vendor's gear, you know, then Vitovation or air has got to send the tech on site to get yeah. everything to talk to each other. And then, you know, these are temporary events too. Nobody documents what they do. It, right. It, right. Well, it worked. Right. It worked last time. How do, did anybody make a drawing? Did anybody Jim, write down the IP addresses? Yeah. Right. And Jim, yeah. we, we've been we've been able to provide as part of what what our cloud service advantage is is that we can do a lot of that um, a lot of that tech support remotely. We had a we had an incident <laughs> uh, where we were at the um, we were at the World Athletic Championships in Budapest mm -hmm. last August. Mm -hmm. uh, had some issues with the robot on site. Uh, our tech was able to remote in from California and fix it in like two minutes. Yeah, I, I was there. Yeah. I was there with the robot. It was a new prototype that we were testing in this particular environment, and something wasn't working. So you know, I got, hey, Zuby, can you remote into the robot and fix the X Y Z? And it, you know, easy as if he were on site. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah, this I seems this seems like a good place to segue uh, to the the, the geeky. Um, tech demo portion of the of the show so uh, yeah, let's do it let's do we it. hand over to nick i i'm already thinking of customers that that need this you know so so uh my my uh my wheels are turning yeah let me do a little let me do a little screen share here i'm gonna share um i'm gonna share screen here so this is um this is our Come on, where are we? This is our UI that you're seeing here. So this is running on an iPad. Um, the basic controls for the robot are here. Um, I'm gonna control it with another iPad so you can see kind of what the movement there looks like. Essentially, all I'm doing is um, 
touching on uh, touchscreen here and you're going to see a little white dot come on there um, and moving in a direction away from or towards yeah it basically can just drag the camera in any direction i want and the further i move it away the faster it goes um, i also have these recalls down here at the bottom that i can double tap and it's going to return to those positions yeah with yeah. with easing yeah yeah let's see she, so, so you before the event you can set up some preset shots and, and you were exactly. saying nick um when we were rehearsing that um you know, it takes training to run a PTZ joystick that, that yeah. this, this, you kind of invented this for yourself. <laughs> well, yeah. One of the things that's always made me crazy about PTZs is that it's very, very difficult to translate what you're trying to do with the joystick to your brain and what your eye is seeing. The beauty of this is that, um, and actually let me shift to I'm going to shift to yeah, you, another. Um, you you another want the camera. Here. You want the camera to go down, down, down into the right. You just drag your finger down into the right. You know, it's, it's exactly. It's, I'm going to go uh, to a little over the shoulder shot here. Uh, it it's it's uh, it takes less training. Now, do you find if you have someone who's skilled at joystick resistant to this, you know? uh um you, you know i'm thinking of us older guys right you know us yep. gray-haired guys we're set in our ways you know i i don't i don't want to use an ipad to to change uh, to control my my camera or this product's not for them or they'll have to learn a new skill well so we want to be agnostic about what you want to use to control it so we do have an in, uh, an integration coming with uh scarhoy for their joystick controller oh, perfect. we're yeah. in the process of integrating a playstation controller right now if you want to do that we have some other hardware controllers coming in perfect. as well perfect but, but this is one of the beauties of it like literally literally every single ptz operator that comes up to me at nab says i gotta have a joystick and i say okay you can have a joystick no problem but once you use the touchscreen, you're never going to want to go back because right. basically what happens is um uh are you, are you guys you're not seeing the whole hold on i gotta shift yeah we're we're uh, seeing your control your control surface yeah let me do you, um you you had something up but it was like we were seeing picture in a picture in a picture but we could see what yeah. you were doing let me share this other you, uh, you need a camera over you need a camera over your shoulder break out yep. another robot put it over your we're, shoulder we're, we're flying in i got a second <laughs> i got a second robot <laughs> uh so there you go so now we got the now we got the over the yeah, shoulder shot it's a little out, it's, um, yeah, oh there now it's in focus perfect yeah there you go yeah yeah so yeah. basically you can see this is the touch let me come wide here so you get a little bit more context so you can see i can go in any direction and do easing to a stop by just kind of moving my finger back to that point of origin um and, and then, and then you have your the zoom things, your zoom is there yeah. on the left that's your zoom yeah so, so usually so, i so, actually so, this with two oh thumbs. yeah so, okay so one one finger is running the zoom and one is running the position correct so um and again we're going to have other control modules for that as well um but yeah, we're we're a, things... we're a scarhoy partner as well so so that that's perfect uh Vitovation and air, we could bundle the whole thing together if you if you insist on having a joystick. Yeah, and the beauty of the Scarhoy stuff is they've already integrated the ZCam. So you could have your complete controls for everything all in all in one. Um 
double tap is generally doing something automatic, triggering the spot auto focus. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. You know, double tap to turn on and off the auto ISO, on and off your white balance. In general, a a double tap is telling it to do something automated. So double tap is returning to a position there. Uh, double tap is doing a slow move to that next position, whatever that might be. You can interrupt any of the calls at any time by either double tapping or um, or just grabbing control of the screen. Anyway, go go um, back to your go back to your product of the year awards. There, you got a couple of NAB awards. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah so look, look, I... look at that. Look at that. Two years in a row. Yeah. <laughs> Two years in a row. We got it. We got it for the robot in twenty two and for the air cloud in twenty three. Oh, but um, Nick, you forget the most important one. Oh yeah, the the innovation uh, award. Hang on, stamp stand by. Keep talking. I'll go. Drum first. roll, drum roll. Go get it. <laughs> yeah. So generally, when I set these recalls up, uh, because you can control the speed. Like, say I have you know, say I have this position here I want to go to. Um, I can come in there, set my focus, long press on the button, and I can set the speed now at it's which there. it's going to go back. And, well, and it puts a little, set... little, little thumbnail so you you see what it, what the shot is. That's cool. And exactly. and then I, I noticed that some of the some of the presets went very quickly. Others, if your camera's live, you can have slower transition, pull out, and 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 you know. The, the TD or the director has the option of, of keeping you live while you're slowly panning and reacquiring. Um, yeah. If you've ever done a, try to do a live move with a PTZ camera, it's, it can be, it can get very scary, very quickly. Very, very, or, 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 or frankly impossible. Yes. You, you got uh, you to gotta, the... gotta zoom out to acquire and then zoom in, you know, especially if you're going for a, from one tight shot to another, right? You gotta, you gotta uh, look at that. It, it's on, it's on, it's on a wood wooden plaque that makes it really, really special. Awesome. So, um, <laughs> yeah, this. Uh, if you don't know about the Technology Innovation Award, generally these things go to some giant corporation or research institution or whatever they Dolby Labs, Dolby Labs Dolby or something Labs. like yeah 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 L so it's a, it's kind of a, it's kind of a big deal yeah yeah so um we're the only um as far as i know we're the only startup to ever have uh won that award Kevin you're a great uh presenter um i think Vanna White is going to be loser yeah, job White now. Over there. <laughs> oh so jim one of the other things so this by taking this camera and making it an IoT device and making all the controls happen over IP, mm -hmm. we can also do a bunch of stuff that you can't really do with a regular PTZ because in this robot is a brain. There's there's a CPU in the back here. So we can do all kinds of really interesting stuff that you can't do with, um, with a regular, um, even a regular PTZ. So... You'll notice like the speed at which it's turning right here. Watch as I zoom out; it'll pick up speed and go faster. Watch how it changes the speed when I move from one direction to the other. Yeah, you you were saying that. I, I again, I I've done some volunteer camera work at our local church, and you know when you're when you're when you're you know for an effect, you know like zooming in, zooming out instinctively right you go fast at first and then you kind of slow down 
or right that that that's kind of the the uh, the how a human would do it and the robots miss that right and you've programmed right. that in yeah i to, to, I to give it a more shot. of a natural I was, on the, I was on the over the shoulder it wasn't showing the speed <laughs> let me let me do it again so uh here under the zoom button we have something called teledampening it's one of the things that we patented and what happens is because we have that computer brain in there it knows the focal length of the lens so when you're on the long end of the lens it actually slows down the robot's movement and it'll do that dynamically so, also because when you're on a tight shot if you move things too quickly in out left right up down you're going to throw yep. up you, you got you, you <laughs> yes you, uh now a skilled a skilled cam human operator will know that don't don't make any right. sudden movements um you know the, the the worst is when you you know in a church environment you got a speaker on stage and yep. they'd be like pastor so-and-so's a runner He's going to be going left. He's going to be going right. <laughs> yes. He'll go left yes. and then, then he'll do a, a head fake and go right. So, and, yeah. and you, and you know, but be tight on his face, be tight on his face, you know? Like, yeah. So catching that action, uh, uh, if you move too quick, you're going to make people throw up or you got to zoom out to, 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 till, till you, till they stop moving. So, so you've thought of all these things. Uh, well, it's kind of addressing things that have, you know, made me crazy for years um, in in production, like, you know, just the complication of using a PTZ. Um, you know, the fact that I have a, a mechanical, electromechanical device that I can't really control very well. Um, I can't, I can't set it up to do easing, for instance, you know, that's in post production, we go in, I set something up, I want to do a nice ease to a stop with some kind of motion. Super easy for me to set up, right? Just put keyframe in there, say ease that. I can't do that with cameras. So that was another one of the things that we're, you know, we're trying to tackle here is like, okay, I have a remote, I have a, a movement that I can program from one point to the other. But if it's doing this, that's very robotic, it doesn't look like it's a human camera operator. It's not the way right. a camera operator would do it. You right, you right. start fast, go slow, and then ease to a stop. So that's what we're doing with the robot. When you do those recalls, I don't know if you saw it, but it will ease. To a yeah, some to a some stop. some of them had the nice ease. Some of them was was almost like a quick cut. But you program yep. that in. Some shots, you know, it's a critical thing. We need to snap to that, otherwise we're going to yep. miss. We're going to miss the layup. We're going to miss the slam dunk. So you need to snap to the backboard quickly. But other shots, you want to be more fluid and 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 be more like a human. And and this comes from from your your production background nick i mean you 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 yeah. you you've seen the limitations firsthand of of generic ptz so that's why you've uh put this into this product frankly jim it's just dumb that we can't we haven't been able to do this before i look at this stuff and i go like why can't that thing talk to that thing why can't this do an ease ease to a stop um the technical capabilities are there but nobody has really gone in and done it before um and That's we've amazing. been doing it for a couple of years now and now i know why nobody's done it before is because it's, it's, it's not hard. so easy it's not so <laughs> it's easy hard. but that's great yeah. that you you've yeah. patented it and protected yourself that, yeah. that that's uh kudos to you guys that's amazing that's amazing so um kevin showed us the the um what's the planning tool again uh, uh oh you want to see the air cloud yeah the air cloud yeah that yeah. that intrigues me um people have been you know People, I've been mentioning you guys to certain customers, uh, other uh, film and production people that I know 
they're like, why do I need to put a camera in a virtual space? Are we doing virtual reality or it's just a planning tool? Yeah, so it's a, it's essentially a planning tool or, a, or an orchestration layer that that lives on top of everything. And again, it's kind of a drag and drop scenario. So let me uh, let me share screen again here real quick. There we go. Um, so you got the web browser now. Yes. Okay. So so these these could this, be different events, different projects we see here. You know, you got different yeah. different things going on. Along the left, we did, you know, NBA Summer League. We did a, a corporate VC event. We did uh, NAB with AWS and Panasonic and our own booth and Zcam. Um, we did the World Athletics Championship in Budapest. We did a UFC uh, fight in New York and in uh, Vegas. We have the Final Four coming up here soon. So basically how we use this is as a setup tool for coordinating the production. So this overview, the different the different projects are here. This overview tab just gives me a basic, all the documentation for the shoot. When it is, the details about it, I can put various documents on there so that all of my crew can get in and look at it. I don't have to send it individually. If I need to dynamically update it, I can just go and swap those things out. I can yeah, communicate yeah, with yeah, the crew. Your production notes, your shot list, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. When the oh. schedules, what, whatever. It, it's it's a it's a it's a portal for everything. Yeah. So that's cool and everything, but that's not really what's exciting about it. What's exciting about it is the automation. So this is what we call our shoot setup panel, and I'm going to delete a couple of things off of here so I can add them back. So what you do is you you upload a site plan for your shoot. And then on the left here, you have your crew and your gear, and you can drag and drop those things to deploy them. So say, for instance, I'm going to stream to a, a vMix instance that's running in the AWS cloud. I can drag and drop that to my instance pane here. And now that destination is deployed for all of the robots that I put out. Let's put Rory on here. I can take him and so, point him so wherever I want him to go. To my question before, you know, setting up the IP address connection between that camera and that vMix, you brought you dragged that out. All these cameras on yeah. the screen are, are 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 on automatically on inputs on that vMix. Uh, so they all know where they're going now because the the destination IP is there for mm -hmm. control. And when I take and drop Rory on here, and let me put uh, let me put Jeff on there as a camera operator. Now, when I come in here and give Rory a camera number, I'm going to auto update this and watch what happens to this IP port number down here as I change the camera number. So it's pre-configured so that port 5010 is going to take the camera 10 input in vMix or and that, camera and, one. And, and you you know that's the vmix protocol you put you put the ip of, of the of the service and then uh -huh. 5000 1 2 3 4 5010 are the camera numbers it's that simple correct and again all that's automated you don't have to do any of that all you have to do is say yeah. i want that to be camera 1 yeah, and they already have a camera one in here. We're, so we're said, just peeking hey, under the one. we're just peeking under the hood. So so you to prove that you know what, what's going on. So so again, maybe for troubleshooting or whatnot. So you see the MAC address. I assume that's the MAC address of the of the uh, of the device, uh -huh. um, and it's all automatic. Wow. I can change what 
you know, what I'm streaming at, what I'm recording at internally, because the robots will, will record internal to a CFAST card, stream simultaneously, also have an HDMI out that you can convert to SDI or fiber or whatever you're doing. So baseband switch, all of that stuff can run simultaneously. Um, the cool part of this is now that I've programmed this and I've saved my, um, I've saved my deployment, when it comes into the day of the shoot and it's time for Jeff here to launch this camera, he comes in here to launch pad and he goes, okay, I'm camera five. When he double clicks this on his iPad, I'm gonna show you here on the computer, but on the, on the iPad, what you would see is through deep linking, it's gonna come in and populate all of those settings. It's gonna populate the IP address of, you can see there, that's the IP address in the vMix instance for camera five's input. You can see the, the frame size and frame rate for both internal recording and streaming are all populated. So that, that so that's all, all data, uh, uh, um, all data in the URL to launch it. Yeah, so what it does is it actually pushes all of that stuff to the app. So all Jeff has to do is say, okay, that's my camera, put it in, you know, air station slot one or whatever. And then when it comes time for him to stream, he doesn't have yeah. to enter in any IPs. He just goes, go. And now, all, now, when, when Jeff logs in, he's got credentials and he's only allowed to control that Correct. camera. So there's no confusion that he's suddenly controlling Bobby's camera accidentally. Uh, Correct. Uh, and, 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 and then do, comms are integrated. Uh, well, my, uh, maybe I'm jumping ahead, but the comms, obviously. So, so yep. pretend you're the director today, Nick. You need to talk to Bobby. Are you ready? Show starts in five minutes. You know, okay. take your bio so, break now. You take your bio <laughs> break. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you can put basically the idea for AirCloud is that it's an orchestration layer that can work for all kinds of other apps you're already working. If you're already running Unity, you can use that if you're using Discord or whatever you're using for comms. It you can continue do, do, to do use you support. That. Do you support others uh, besides these three, or, or more? Yeah. Coming? So uh, ideally, there are. You can add a new comms here, and we'll have the ability to put other particular whatever your preferred destination is. This is just basically a link to whatever portal is already there um, for you. It's just a one-stop shop for and your crew like, to be able like to Like if it's, it. um, let me ask you, if it's like SIP protocol, theoretically, any comm could, could integrate or, you know, or, or you're working on other hooks. We uh, are working on other hooks. Okay. The, the big ones okay. right now are Unity. We have SyncStage built in. The big advantage of SyncStage is it's actually built in the control app. So on the iPad, one pane of glass, you click your little headphone down in the lower right-hand corner and the camera operators can automatically link into the sync stage session. Okay. And the beauty of sync okay. stage is that it's super low latency. This was originally developed for musicians to jam together during COVID. And obviously to do that, you have to have super low latency and it's like 25, 35 milliseconds. It's literally like having a conversation in real yeah. life. Um, yeah. 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 They, super they, impressive. They, a lot of churches were able to, you know, you sing, sing harmony and instruments uh, you know, uh, it didn't matter if you were two miles away or, or thousands of miles away, right? You, you, uh, uh, because the human eye is more forgiving for synchronization problem. Human ear, yes. we <laughs> hear, you know, so, you know, it, it actually can be painful to listen, right? If, if yeah. music is out of sync, right? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, 
So we also have the viewers here. So you have a live program feed that you can hit where other crew members can can drop into the live feed or the off-air confidence monitor or a multi-view. The multi-view sharing is super handy um, because if you're in, in different places, seeing what your other cameras are shooting as a camera op can be, can be super helpful. And then this is our master status dashboard. What this is, is real-time data about what every, what every camera is doing um, in real time. So if I so some, someone more technical, guys, someone more technical will want this screen. The multi-view could be for the producer, executive producer, just making sure, you know, yep. looking at the big picture. Yep. That's so cool. you can see I've, when I start and stop record here on these cameras, you'll see those toggle on and off. Uh, when I start and stop the streams, um, you get the same kind of notification. So it's super handy for a TD uh, in particular to be able to not only monitor what the, what the cameras are doing in real time, but also I use it all the time when I'm doing shading. So like say I have Carlsbad here and Joshua are both up. One's a 4,200, one's a 4,800, the tints don't match. So I can go, oh, that's why camera one and three don't match is because they're not on the same, you know, they're not on the same um, uh, white balance value. So um, I find that super, super handy as a, as a yeah, tool yeah, to do yeah. shading the, 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 setup. The, the grass, the, the skin tone doesn't match from camera to camera or the grass on the field. Why does camera three look yellow? And camera two looks blue. You know, the, the grass yep. looks yellow or blue or something's out of whack. Yeah. 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 And so you, I you can say, tweak it right there in real time. Yeah. And I got to say that is one of the, one of the really nice discoveries I had when I was doing our, one of our early shoots where we had six cameras shooting a, a rugby match. It took almost no time for me to set up, to, to chip them all to match the, because the Z cams all, even if you're using slightly different models, the color profiles are all the same, super easy to uh well, with this yeah yeah then, and then and then uh you usually the the video engineer who's on site first the camera operators show up later uh yep. so the video engineer points can put all the ptz's aim at the same object you know with the you know uh, uh instead of you know or he could put a chip chart somewhere and aim everything at the chip chart and get them yep. all get them all locked down uh very quickly Without yeah. see important thing without getting up from his chair or right. he may not be on site. He he's yeah. probably not on yes. site, so he can't go and aim a camera. That that's another beauty of uh, well, he'll have to get someone on site to put a chip chart, you know, out on the field or yep. but 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 that that may not be necessary. Just shoot at the same object, make sure the greens match, and and you're done. Yeah. As long as those values match, the cameras are going to match. Um, mm -hmm. And you can control up to, from one iPad, you can control up to six robots. And switching between them is basically instantaneous. That master status dashboard can run from anywhere in the world, quite literally. Mm -hmm. um, the whole system is designed to be able to remote control. So you could put, you know, you're doing a six camera shoot. Instead of rolling a whole army, you could put a couple of smart people on site to set it up make sure the networking all is solid. Everybody else can be remote. Your camera ops can be remote. Your TD can be remote. Your director can be remote. Your, we've even done stuff with the audio uh, tech being remote as well. So well, it's, well, it's yeah, super flexible yeah. in that way. On, on, on site, I mean, theoretically, all they need is uh, an internet connection, um, uh, a router with uh, DHCP. Do you need static IPs or can you use DHCP? So just plug the Either. network, 
network in and if it hits the router and there's an internet connection, that's it, you, you know, uh, literally yeah. plug and play. I mean, if they insist on static IPs, hopefully they have an IT person to, to, to set that up, but that is possible if they, if they, if the, the production prefers static versus uh, DHCP. Yeah, it's it's actually dead simple to do a static IP. Let me um, let me show you. Uh, Fifty six. I don't know if oh, we don't have it running on that one. Uh, hold on. Yeah, I mean you you would need the you know the IT department would would give you the IP, give you the mask, give you the gateway. Um, um well, you'll get it all when the robot ori originally um, logs on. Let me see. I'm not sure. Oh, I do have it running here. So this IP configurator so right now this is what the robot's running if i wanted to come in let me check and make sure um well you don't I've have to break it, it but you know you can you can show us there there, there it's in the settings uh if the customer is comfortable just you know dhcp boom just let, plug, let plug me try it. and break it then let me <laughs> let me try and break it jim okay cool go for it so, so I can come in here and say, you know, the, the subnet mask and the gateway it's got because it got that when it did its DHCP. Um, so I can set that static IP. Now that particular robot is at is on port um, 2001. Hopefully it will come back once it's done its little once it's done its little reboot there. Um, mm -hmm. So there we go. There it is. You're so connected. It Boom. came back. You, you changed um, it. Reset to DHCP. Yeah, so you're we'll you're flushing you're flushing the nick the nick you're telling the nick to go go get a new a new DHCP if there's a problem a you know something's wrong with the network. Yeah, so yeah, easy peasy, other, easy peasy. Yeah, the other thing the other thing I should mention that's super cool is the one of the big challenges that anybody who's done you know any kind of trying to do any time kind of remote stuff at a big corporate site or or something like that that has a very restrictive uh, network um mm -hmm. security stuff like they're not going to let you put a router in there they're not going to do anything the the way that the back end of this works is we essentially um create a vpn between the robot and the control ipad and through that connection it will actually if it can negotiate either end it will actually drop point to point as well so you don't have to go through um the the intermediary if you will to okay. to connect it's designed like I, you know, I came into this. I didn't really know anything about IT. I knew I plugged stuff in. So the, the boys have all educated me <laughs> as we've gone along. Um, and it, it's, it has been extremely helpful to be able to remove a bunch of that complexity with, you know, with networking. Cause I'm, uh, you know, I'm not an IT engineer, but I can go set this stuff up. I can essentially be the engineer on charge for a shoot, even though I don't have a big background. In yeah, that. yeah, no, um, no, and and don't don't sell yourself short. You changed a, a a static IP there. Kudos. So you you get <laughs> you get your you get your networking certificate. <laughs> yeah, well, here's the thing, Jim. This stuff has got to be more user friendly. Like, yeah, we have a, yeah. a big labor shortage because the muscle memory to you know remember how to do a particular shot. Like, you need years and years and years of experience to hit those things every time. Like, I got I got thirty years of shooting. And I miss shots sometimes just because, you know, I'm more of a director producer role than a camera operator these days. Right. One right. of the things I love about this is the shot I can envision 
I just, that's the shot I want. Robot, you, you do it. Same thing goes for right. the IT setup. Like, I just want this thing to talk to this thing. Do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, one question I have, um, your, your, the productions you do, do they tend to be all robotic or is it a mixture? You know, will a customer say, I'm, I'm doing yeah. a live event and I want two, uh, two robotic and, and the rest of my production is, is uh, traditional? How, how do you, can you mix those two worlds together? Absolutely. We just did a shoot last Friday with Flow Sports, and that one was. I hope I'm allowed to say we did a shoot with Flow Sports. Oh, I violated, that, violated your NDA. Oops. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, I don't think we have an NDA with it. So yes, we did a we did an awesome shoot with uh, Flow Sports up in Orange County. It was their uh, one of their uh, every couple of months they do these big uh, jujitsu tournaments for Flow Grappling. Cool. They had that designed as a. I think an eight camera shoot originally or a six camera shoot. Um, we had a call with them and they said, Hey, why don't you come up in a couple of days and integrate your um, integrate your robots into our, into our shoot. So we went up there, put one up like directly in the grid, directly looking down on the, on the mat itself. Another one up above the, where the, where the uh, athletes were entering and ran them back to the truck that they had so you know you're we, we want to play nice with everything we're agnostic about what tools people well, yeah want so, to use so, because... so yeah so then in that in that work because that's my, my next question how do you mix cloud with physical in that case you yeah. use the sdi out of the robots and brought those to the truck so everything was hard you know the, the hardwired more more traditional workflow but with the with the added benefit of a cinematic ptz camera uh, yeah okay so, so you can bridge like, both i guess yeah, if, like, if, if i wanted non-robotic cameras in my workflow i'd have to bring all the cameras to the cloud um can i bring a non-air camera into your planning tool is that absolutely well oh. you can't a non-air camera you can't do the deep linking because it doesn't have the brain in there that'll right i have to put an encoder data. behind it but yeah right yeah no if you have a regular camera it's the the air cloud just takes an srt stream so if you have you know a high vision you know or uh, uh a makito something like that and you're doing an srt encode you just send it to that, you know, you, you have to manually go and send it to that particular port yeah. on yeah. the Phoenix uh, instance or whatever. Our, 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 par our partner, High Vision, owes you 50 bucks for saying High Vision. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, if you said, if you said, if you, well, they invented SRT, but if you said another yes. brand, I would have interjected. I mean, there are other yeah. brands of SRT, but yeah, so you could do yes. a low latency SRT feed from your non-robotic camera bring that to the cloud instance of vmix and that that's how you would bridge the two worlds together in the cloud correct okay yeah, correct perfect. so you can do you can go directly from cameras to a truck on site through baseband you can go directly from the robots again the robots use srt as their transport protocol as well so that's srt going from the robots to cloud-based switching you can take and if you have another camera where you had a some other you know a high vision encoder on there you can program that to hit our air cloud as well you can also if you have your own infrastructure like say you have a, a remy network operation center that you've already built you can also tell the robots to hit that instead so it's flexible kind of to do whatever you need to do with it 
Um, just thinking out loud, if this is a crazy question, you can shoot me later, but uh, do you have like an open, <laughs> do you have like an open API where if, if I do. did want to bring it into some pre-existing ecosystem, uh, that that is a possibility? Absolutely. So yeah, we have an open API. There's some other ones that I am under NDA and can't talk about, but um, that are doing that exact thing where they they want the robotics, but they have a deeply entrenched system where the robot needs to play nice with what they're already doing. Copy that. Copy that. No, this is this is great stuff. Great stuff. So I'm going to say it on air now. So you promised Vitovation can have one of these cameras in our in our booth at NAB. Uh, we're we're going to make that good. Yeah, uh, we're we're, we're, we're in booth. Um, we're in booth W twenty two thirty. Uh, you said you're you're going to be in the Broadfield booth at at uh, at NAB, or you have your no, own booth? Uh, at Vegas. We're going to be in the Propel ME um, startup space. So over in the, I, I forget what it's called now. There's a innovation. Yeah, a pavilion. Yeah, pavilion. <laughs> a pavilion. Or, or, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And, and you said it's in the there. West Hall. Yeah. So so West Hall. Yeah. So you can come to the Vitovation booth to, to check it out. You can also come. Go to Nick's. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll include that in Vitovation's marketing for NAB, where where you can see this uh, up close. Um, were there more slides, uh, Kevin, that you wanted to show? I I, I like that color you added in the background as Nick was talking. Did did we uh, did we cover everything? Or you want? Do you want to show some of the use cases? Um, yeah. I, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. Sorry, got a bit of a cold here. Um. Yeah, we can do that. I was I was just. Um, Throwing up some of Nick started talking about uh, about um, yeah don't don't violate any NDAs no I shan't <laughs> um, about what we were doing with Flow Sports the other day and 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 really it's kind of a great example of um, so if you got the UFC here this, this is a shoot we did last November at uh, Madison Square Garden where yeah that for to me this illustrates really what we're doing here uh, on the front end, at least with the cameras. So this is the way we shoot it today. You've got guys with cameras over their shoulders or, or still cams up at the face. They're standing on platforms. Don't tell me that's not a liability if somebody steps off back of that. Um, but these are the expensive billionaire seats here, right? And, and these guys are blocking views. This is why I get up in the morning. I want that person to be in another room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. The small profile little robot popping up over there is far less obtrusive but th but then you you got to pay each of these guys per diem for hotel airfare food um you, you, so you, you know you can imagine so someone I mean, gets somebody gets covid they can't travel they get sick god yeah, forbid they could, they could they could shoot from home right it yeah. is a potential solution as well but here, here's what we had we had uh we had two of our bots up in the grid uh, flying uh, Sony Alphas. We, we'll be announcing this uh, this product line probably in about two, three weeks. So you're getting a bit of a scoop here. Um, but, and then you've got the op um, in a back room, uh, kind of over in, in, the, in the green room area, uh, running those cameras and just getting these amazing shots that you can't get any other way. Wow. Wow. Yeah, That's and that stuff. is really for that, for the tier one productions, like tier two, tier three, the not having to roll the truck, not having to hold, bring a whole army is a massive, it enables you to shoot stuff you couldn't and do it profitably. For the tier one stuff, they're still going to roll the truck because they have the budget. 
But what we do there is we enable them to put cameras in places they wouldn't otherwise. Like when we did the NBA Summer League, we went on right on the scores table. Can't really put an op there, you know, because they're going to be blocking, again, to Kevin's point, right. blocking people's views. Right. We're doing a thing with monster trucks where you can't put a camera up there because it's a little dangerous. So um, the the flexibility that the system brings is one of its real values. So I, I see a lot of sports that that's, that's an obvious play for this. Um, we see a lot of, uh, we've done a couple of projects, uh, cinematic cameras for house of worship, you know, yeah. everyone, you know, that's a form of, you know, that's, that's kind of a, you know, some of them, it's a broadcast workflow, uh, but yes. they want the shallow depth of field. Uh, you, you know, you got is the th same thing with like a rock concert, right? You got yep. singers up front, then you got guitarists that are a little further back, and then the drummer behind them. You know, they want the singer only in focus and and the drummer blurry, <laughs> yeah. right? It, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, you know, just that. You know, then when they zoom in on the guitarist, the the singer in the foreground is out of focus, right? That that's what we want, and and. Uh, if a church or a house of worship can't afford, uh, uh, doesn't have all the operators or the skills to, uh, uh, for, for $10,000, this is a, 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 I mean, that you, you'd be hard pressed to get a camera body alone for 10 K. Right. We, we, right. You know, we, that's without the lens, without the control, without <laughs> the, the cloud. Yeah. Right? So we, we so are, Jim, we are, this is the other thing. Uh, go, ahead, go ahead, Kev. Go ahead, Kev. You, you first. Well, I was just going to say, this is the other thing that's made me crazy over 30 years. I buy a piece of kit. I get it home. I plug it in. I'm missing some part I need to make it work. I got to order that. Wait several days or back in the day, wait weeks for it to come in. You don't, have the, one, you don't have the lens or the, the adapter to, to put the lens on. You thought that would fit. Whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So, with the Air One, you take it out of the box and shoot with it. It includes everything you need. You get the robot, you get the camera, you get the lens, you get the zoom motor, you get the ring that goes on the lens, you get the quick release plate, you get an iPad that comes with it for control, you get the dongle that you need in order to hardwire your, your iPad into the network, you get the power supply, obviously get the software and all of that other stuff. You do need to supply your own CFast card to record internally and whatever other network ever you're going to attach to but you can take it out of the box and shoot with it immediately. And, and it comes in the case. That's another thing too. Yeah. It's like you, you, you spend a hundred grand on something and it comes in a cheap corrugated box. <laughs> right, that right. You, 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 you know, and then you have no way to ship it. You got to make a case for your hundred thousand dollar camera. This is all you thought of everything because you're production well, guys, right? You've been well, there. We're yeah, we're we're okay. It's my turn, Nick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I do the arm wave and sail thing. I, I like to say we're, we're like the Ginsu knives of of uh, Pro AV, right? So it's now how much would you pay? It comes with this. It comes with this. It comes with this. Everything. So you got your iPad. You got your robot. You got your base camera module. The the uh, the Z Cam M E two M four. Uh, it comes with the Panasonic lens. All your connectivity. Your um, uh, your your uh, uh, quick release plate, uh, three months of SaaS service. And the coolest thing that I love about this is, let me, um, look at this. Oh, it it's, it's, it's FAA, FAA uh, legal. 
Yeah, well, it, it's well, and I love this about it. <laughs> it is. Let, let's just say uh, I've flown all over the world with it as a as a carry on. Technically, it, it, it's, it's a little, a little oversized, a little too fat. But you know, you, you're not going to get in one of those little puddles. You know those puddle jumper planes yep. where they're like, oh yeah, you can bring a carry on, and your sandwich doesn't even fit. Oh, you yeah. know, <laughs> I, I I travel with a big backpack with my computer in, like. I gotta sit. I gotta sit on it. You know. <laughs> hey, there, there's a question in chat on whether or not there's uh, rental options on this bundle. Um, does Vitovation do rentals? We do. Uh, okay. We're we're new to the airline, so that 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 is a possibility that that okay. uh, Vitovation would be would be renting this. Um, uh, Matt, we can get back to you on that. Uh, you know, we'd like to know, you know, how long you needed that kind of thing. Uh, we could work something out. Uh, we we rent a lot of uh, the bonded cellular market, big big rentals. No nobody, most people don't buy the stuff; they want to rent it. So it, it makes sense. Uh, we rent some cool. of our microwave wireless gear as well. So why not rent the air? Well, and you bring up a good point there. We've done some testing with Vodafone in the UK using their five G network. Um, for connectivity because the robot ethernet plug it doesn't care really how it's connected as long as it's a solid internet connection so you could take and plug a 5g modem into there and stream out yeah we that. we actually yeah that's a good point um um uh we should try this that um the the pga right now uses our bonded cellular it's a high high vision product and, and thank uh -huh. you for mentioning high vision. You did your, you did your homework. <laughs> They're great. They're great. <laughs> um, so, so we use the, the high vision uh, mobile encoders or bonded cellular. And uh, obviously that brings the camera video back to St. Augusta uh, to their master control. But we have a, 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 a data bridge function where we bring, for lack of a better term, it's a bonded cellular VPN. And, mm -hmm. uh, it does have like 150 milliseconds latency. Is that, would that be a challenge if you're controlling the camera or it you just have to make what, slow, slow movements? Well, it depends on what you're doing. So latency is the enemy for doing any kind of real time. We want it zero. Right? We want it zero. <laughs> ide ideally. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if you're at about 150, generally that's okay. If you're up around 300, that's just too slow to do manual movements. But what you can do in those situations, like, you know, we have the speed of light to overcome as well. Like when I was in Budapest and Zuby was controlling the robot from here, that's obviously, you know, halfway around the world. So he's going to have some latency. So he's not going to track a sprinter in real time. But with the recalls, if you want to go to a specific position, that happens instantaneously. So that command feed for robot go to this position, that flies. It's the video feed coming back that has the lag. So there's all kinds of scenarios that you could conceivably use that in where speed of light might be, you know, a hurdle to overcome, but you could still use the the set and recall functions. Well, then then also I'm an operator and bonded cellular. Uh, um, now we can go down to sub 250, 300 milliseconds over bonded, assuming the connection mm -hmm. can and sustain that, you know, yep. uh, but, but the hardware, the high vision hardware can go down to and every six months. They're, they're lopping another five, yes. 50 milliseconds off. I think it's yes. 250 ish, 300. Um, because the, the, so the data 
connection might be quick, but the video he's watching is a second old. Well, now, how okay, do I so, control that? Yeah. Well, or, so or, here's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So the, the cool thing is the video actually flows over the data connection, not over the video connection. Mm. So if so the two stay scenario, in sync. So, so if you're, and this is one of the, one of the really cool things about it is the robot actually produces multiple streams at once. So the stream we're using for control is an MJPEG stream, which is fat and ugly, but it's fast. Uh, the stream that you're sending to the switcher is actually a different stream. It's an H.264, H.265, and an SRT wrapper, which has delay anyway as part of the error correction. So the thing, the speed that's going to the switcher, that's going to be delayed anyway. That really doesn't matter if it has a few hundred milliseconds of lag. It's the data connection for the real-time control that I need to be with, really with, with uh, you know, and and the fidelity of the of the video going with the data connection doesn't need to be super great. Just you, you, exactly. he's following the basketball player as he's doing the layup. Yep. You, you know that 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 can be a little soft. So so that's factored in, and you know, customers just have to learn. Like um, you know, bonded cellular nowadays, particularly the the high vision uh, implementation. Mm -hmm is getting more and more and more reliable, but th th there could yeah, be a is. dead spot. So in your production, you got to learn like, you know, camera one, you know, yeah. get on, get Tiger Woods reaction camera two. Uh, uh, well, Phil Mickelson is, is uh, he's in a different league now, but yeah, <laughs> I can't keep track. Yeah. You know, camera two, yeah. get, get his reaction. Three, go wide in case we got to dump to you. Or, yeah. or if you are trying to track something you'll have to do a little bit wider shots to, to offset the latency, right? That you won't be able, you'll have, you, you can adjust your production to circumvent some, some, some limitations due to latency. Right. I mean, is that right? The, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You, you know, and, and, and you want to practice, do a rehearsal, you know, I, I mean, scout it, scout it ahead of time. Like I can't, you know, this is, this is one-on-one stuff. Scout it, test the connections, all of that. Um, we, we, Vitovation is also gonna... a, a Peplink partner. Okay, so may, maybe the bonded cellular video product may not be appropriate. Uh, we specified a Peplink router with 24 modems for one customer. It sounds wow. crazy. 24 cool. modems, some yeah. 4G, some 5G. So theoretically, we could put this big fat. Uh, a gateway at the venue to get those cameras to the cloud via SRT. Yeah. Um, you know, connect to vMix. So they're, they're, you know, I guess every project is different, right? I, someone yep. very smart a long time ago is like, don't design the system on the phone call, you know, just, you know, <laughs> take, take notes. And, but, you know, we're just throwing out hypothetical, <clears throat> hypothetical scenarios that, uh, this is well, part of the value add that that we bring. You know, you guys have made an amazing. Yeah. Uh, well, I was going to say amazing camera. It's not a camera. You, you've yeah. made a, an amazing robotic ecosystem. Uh, Vitovation as a systems integrator, value added reseller. We can add. Yeah. You mentioned Scarahoy for joystick control. We can add that piece. Uh, yeah. If bonded cellular makes sense, we can add that. If uh, you just need an internet connection, Peplink may make sense. So uh, uh, well, it's all also, great stuff. One of the things that's super cool about the scenario that you bring up, and actually one of our very first tests in the field was at uh, the U.S. Open here at, at Torrey Pines a couple of years ago. We took one of the robots out, set it up there on 
14 and, you know, went back to the truck and controlled it. They're just a kind of a proof of concept thing. Golf and those kinds of uh, events that require a massive amount of setup. Imagine a future where instead of having to pull miles and miles of cable, instead you're putting those bonded cellular modems or, you know, 5G with, you know, slicing so that you have more uplink. The robots can also run on on battery power. You, you know, AC is our default, but if you wanted to take, you know, a V mount, it's a V mount, you know, D tap out to Limo into the robot, and you can power the thing for, you know, six eight hours that way. When we oh, did so the you, you thing, do you you do have a standard, you know, industry standard um, Limo uh, power spigot. Yep. Um, you know, it's not some some weird pinout. It, it's standard. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's a standard two pin, standard standard two pin limo. So you can plug your um, so you know, so a, a D tap adapter to to two pin limo. Boom, you're you're running yep. off of power. Yeah, uh, and off when we of did the rugby thing when we did the rugby thing where we needed like I wanted to the cameras in the end zones. I didn't want to have to run power all the way out there. So we put like those anchor battery packs. You know, the little twelve volt. Pack. So it'll do twelve to twelve to whatever the the range is for V mount. So from like. 11.2 to 15.6 you can plug into it it doesn't have okay. to be it's got uh, the, you know. the, the extended range to support correct the, the changing battery voltage on one of kevin's slides i saw the mention power over ethernet can can this does does it uh draw uh as the wattage consumption power uh, compatible poe or poe that plus or, or... Not really, because what it really needs is it needs PoE plus plus, which is a you know that exotic. isn't really super common out there. It's kind of yeah, exotic. Yeah. Okay. The other problem is is if you have multiple cameras on that same PoE switch, it's going to overload it. So that. that's one of the reasons why we decided not to integrate PoE. Your your iPads are um, they, the the package ships with a dongle. That's a PoE dongle that you plug Ethernet in one end, the other end goes into your iPad. So the iPad stays powered all day over. Okay. Here. So you're, you're not worried about the, the, the iPad running out of battery or having the charge. Exactly. It's getting, okay. POE. And, and again, uh, included in the kit. Cause I don't want to get out there and go, yeah. Oh, oh crap. I, 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 oh, well, well, yeah. And also cause Apple now changed the USB C. I don't have, I don't have a lightning adapter anymore. Oh yep. no. Uh, yeah. It's actually funny that you mentioned that cause we just shifted over from the lightning iPads to the USB C iPads specifically for that reason but on kevin's slide i could have a poe plus plus injector theoretically you know, back, back, yes. backstage your, your camera ethernet port will accept poe power if it's um, the yeah, right so that doesn't that doesn't matter if you plug in a poe if you plug in a poe ethernet into there it's not going to make any difference to the robot it's not going to power it but you can be sending okay power Okay. What you could do is you could do, say I have a, an Ethernet running to the robot, I could put a PoE injector, PoE++, just on that one, and on the receiving end, do a breakout that's going from, you know, Ethernet oh, that's, and okay, okay. passes so, the so data, it's, and another it, one goes it's, into the robot. It's split, so you need, a, you need an injector uh, near the switch, and then you need uh, a device to split it. And, and you have a, uh, is that included in the kit, or would that be an extra? It is not. Okay. It is not. So, but yeah, but it exists. Ones... You you could split. You know, basically, it's a little dongle that Ethernet and then the two pin Limo power, and now now I got one cable going to the camera instead of trying to find an outlet. 
yeah, okay. theoretically that's totally doable. I, okay, I we cool. haven't done it, but we've had on, on paper, um, on paper the, the parts are available to do it. Yep. Very cool, very cool. Um I don't see any questions. Um Kevin, do you did you did you cover what you wanted to cover in the in the deck there? Um you good? I, I think so. Um I think we've got some pretty whiz bang stuff there. Is there any, any anything else? Any other questions from the audience, or what else can not, how else can we be of service? Not, not that I see. Well, well, did, you, did you show the uh, Did you show the performance dashboard? Uh, the master status dashboard. Yeah, the one thing I didn't cover in the air cloud here um, uh, is the media asset management. So oh, this cool. little tab down here with the film strip. Are you guys seeing this? Yes, we see it. Okay. So I can upload directly from the robot to um, storage in the AirCloud. It's literally, I go select my clips, upload that. I can also upload it you know, from a CPU as well. And this is, uh, we call it a skinny MAM. So it's, it's simple asset tagging so that I can find stuff again. Like if I wanted to come in here and tag this with you know, uh, mountains, um, I can go add that as a tag to that particular clip um, I can put that clip in a specific collection. Um, when I go in and search for mountains again, there it is. I can take and uh, create uh, different collections of stuff. Filter on there, like all my stock footage in one, all my demo footage in another one. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a, a simple um, asset manager. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I'm just letting. Uh, I, I just chatted to the. Um, oh no, I sent it only to Fallon. Oops. Let me send this to everyone. I'm just letting everyone know that um, it, it it takes about a week. We will um, um, edit the video, transcribe it. Um, if you guys are okay with it, um, you know, if there's certain parts of your deck that you don't want shared publicly. Give give me the presentations. I'll I'll put the I'll, I'll put the recording. I'll put the transcript. I'll put the audio for podcast and the presentation online, uh, so other people can can enjoy it. Um, uh, I'm putting my I'm putting my phone number and uh, a link so people can book a meeting with me as well. Uh, we use a Calendly scheduler, so if you wanna. Uh, talk about a project, uh, folks. You can you can ping ping me, and um, we we already have some of the air ecosystem on our website. This recording and webinar will be in addition to that. And uh, unless you folks have any other questions, uh, we'll let we'll let you get back to back to your Wednesday. Everybody good. Well, well, yeah, thank you so much, Nick. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Fallon, for being our producer. Thanks, guys. Thanks for letting us be here, Jim. We we thank look you. forward to uh, to rolling this out to your channel and seeing what uh, what kind of amazing content they can produce with it. Yes, yes, and 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 come and see the technology uh, uh, in the uh, Vitovation booth and the air. You guys go by Air for short, right? That that's your nickname, sure. or Air A I R. Yes. Okay. Cool. 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 Well, thank you guys. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, thanks, Nick. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much. This was great stuff.
Uh, uh, I'm really excited. Thank you, guys. Bye. Thanks.